0: Hello and welcome to Worth in Progress. I'm Maria Grandy, personal power speaker and coach, and I'll be helping you get through the very real and raw process of personal development. Self-awareness is not always pleasant, so it's my intention to teach you to recognize your triggers, give you tools to guide you, and I'll share my personal stories of my own journey to find self-worth. Thank you so much for being here, and I always welcome your input. Hello and welcome to episode 15 self-love and the shadow self. I'm going to explain some of the things that happen when we're going through personal development and we don't love ourselves. We have to understand what self-love actually is and I'm going to explain what the shadow self is and how it can stop our personal growth in its tracks. Okay, let's get started on self-love and the shadow self. I think like most women, I've always struggled with self-love. I overgave, overcommitted, and I always looked for validation outside of myself. And when people would tell me that, I wouldn't understand. I would think, why is it so bad to help people and to give? And I remember an old boyfriend in my 20s, telling me I was selfless to a fault. I didn't even understand that, and I thought he was selfish for saying that. But I wouldn't understand how external validation took over my entire world until I was much older. I wanted to control how everyone saw me, and I didn't realize that, and I wanted to help others because that was just another way of me not looking at myself. I certainly didn't approve of myself, and even though I appeared happy to everyone, I couldn't stand myself for all my mistakes, for hurting people pushing them away, hurting my daughter by getting a divorce, judging everything about myself based on everyone else's opinions. It was exhausting being me, and it was also inauthentic. I know that's resonating with some of you. We're conditioned to believe that self-love is selfish. No one ever really says that to you, but you get the judgments, right? Being made to feel like you're wrong for being or feeling different than the majority, for not being a straight-A student, for not being good at sports, for looking different, for not wanting to go to college. It could be for anything, for not being outgoing or for being too outgoing, for getting married, getting married young, or not being married when you're 40, getting pregnant without being married, not starting that family, divorce, not having kids, whether you choose not to have them or you don't have them yet, for being gay, for being outspoken. The list goes on and on and on. There's just so many things that we feel judgment for. And all of these judgments are little pecks at our self-esteem, our self-love. Imagine being born with this radiant heart, a very, very bright light inside of you. And as you grow, each one of those pecks dims that light. Eventually, the light is out, and we rely on our ego which is our heads, to get us through life. You know, each time you get hurt, you build a wall up and your ego will no longer allow anyone in, right? You've been there. Something is still painful and you're angry, but your ego is not going to let anyone see that. And that's your first example of shadow self. Carl Jung was a psychiatrist with the theory that our minds are split into two areas, persona and shadow self. Persona is the mask that you wear and what you present to the world. And then your shadow self is everything you've learned to hide from the world because of those pecking judgments. The pecking that told you that whatever it is that you were doing at that time wasn't acceptable. So you subconsciously hid those things from the world. Emotions, for example. Okay. When you cried as a child and you were made to feel weak or told to man up or put your big girl pants on, the results from that would be that you cry alone. You don't cry at all. You can be emotionless in relationships. That's another example of shadow self. You were taught not to present that part of yourself because someone in your life didn't believe it was acceptable, or society, parents, whoever it is. We dim our light of living from our hearts and we go into our heads, the ego, to what we were taught from a fucked up society. We learn to show the persona or what's acceptable to people. And sometimes people will say, I don't care what people think, right? I don't care what people think. I think that only works when you actually love yourself enough to know that the wounded are the ones that are judging you. Let that sink. Because we are human. We want to be accepted and loved. That's a natural need. And here's how it can go the other way. Say you dress differently at school and people judge you, right? You might actually go even more extreme to prove that you don't care that you don't need to fit in, rebelling. But even the rebels suffer. They choose not to show it, but it's the same thing. So we do care. And it takes a lot of work to love yourself enough to be your true authentic self and be able to dismiss the judgment. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you don't have a shadow self. I know I was totally led by my ego and I still recognize when it takes over. But admitting it doesn't always mean I come out of it. It takes me a little bit of time sometimes. And this is why relationships fail. We're afraid to show our authenticity. We believe that imperfection is a fault. We bury deep down what we believe is unacceptable. And of course, this is going to lead to lots of problems for us, including physical problems or mental health issues, speech impediments, mood swings, twitches. It goes on and on too. And we're taught that the shadow or the darker self is bad, negative. So we don't embrace it. And we don't want anybody to see it. But we all have a light and a dark side. It's about accepting the negative emotions and not associating them to shame. So when I decided to dive deep into this, I named my shadow self Mariah. If you've listened to my podcast, you've definitely heard a thing or two about Mariah. And that's why I admit, and I feel very comfortable admitting, that my negative feelings actually exist. I don't just say, oh, I'm sure Karen didn't mean to hurt my feelings when she said that. No, no. It takes me working through the negative Mariah approach to wanting to put Karen in her place so I can make her feel like an idiot and make her feel wrong. It takes me breathing and trying not to visualize the beatdown of Karen. And then I let it go and I move on because it doesn't require my energy. That takes practice. I totally embrace my shadow self. Years of pretending to be someone I wasn't pretending that my negative feelings didn't exist. I went from that to it being extremely reactive when I felt strongly. So I went the polar opposite. I thought I found my voice, but I was actually hurting myself more in communication by communicating that way. Another example, moms and wives are always supposed to love to cook and cooking equals love, love for your family, right? So some people would pretend, and this is me, that they love to cook, the fact that they didn't is going to eventually come out because you're not going to keep using that energy to be something that you're not. I despised having to be the one to do this. Sometimes I faked it, but eventually it took too much energy, and, and then, of course, the real me surfaced. Or I resented it, and I have to be honest here. This is still an area that I work on. This was a very deeply rooted problem of mine, so I went extreme with it. Don't try to make me your bitch who does everything for you. I'm not your mother. (laughs) And then that attitude was just a result of me rebelling because I actually felt shame over not falling in line. I felt shame over not loving to cook, not loving to do everything for my family. So now I attached pain to certain tasks and I'm trying to find joy in creating a love for cooking. But my Mariah's like, then I got to clean up. So I always go back to trying to blame or find that excuse. It's a really hard thing for me to admit that. And and I would get so angry when someone would comment on my lack of cooking for my family or not cleaning constantly being messy, and that was my ego's defense mechanism. It was almost like, you come at me, you're going down. And if I didn't have the voice to tell them that they upset me, I would be angry in other ways in other areas, and then I'd be angry at myself for not saying something. so it was a vicious cycle. I started this personal growth because these tactics and my pain became too much to bear for me. I kept hitting a wall and I wanted to understand. So how do we unmask ourselves? Especially when we believe the messages that we received from the pecking, from the judgment? I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I don't deserve this." <laughs> One time, John called me out, uh, my husband called me out on how nice I appear to everyone else, but I'm nasty in the house. And I was like, well, that's because blah, blah, blah. Of course I had, you know, this is what weak people do. They defend themselves. They don't want to hear what they did. They want to blame you for making them do that. So I would be yelling and acting like a bitch as a result of not addressing my shadow feelings. And then someone would knock at the door, a friend would come over, and I would be just lovely. Hey, oh my God, how are you? You look great. And I would stand there looking all kinds of puzzled because 10 seconds ago I was probably cursing. I know a lot of people do this. I hear this a lot in my coaching. It's funny till it's not funny, right? We become so disassociated with our authentic selves that we don't even recognize this mask that we wear for others. We believe that we are our bodies and our minds, and that means no more heart. Even after we fail over and over again in relationships, relationships, jobs, communication. Even in our diets, we ignore the heart message. By acknowledging our light and our dark sides, we learn everything. We stop being led by fear, fear of being seen, fear of not being perfect, and we leave with our hearts. Otherwise, we just hide behind the mask and we project our shadow selves onto others. That's denial. We distract ourselves with other things like helping others, drinking, going out, binge watching TV shows, but projection is there. We do project onto others. An example of that would be churchgoers that judge everyone and talk about people. So I learned to look at myself, my shadow self, as a learning tool. It's here to teach us. When we make peace with it, we quiet the ego. Your life is no longer fear-based thoughts. Self-sabotaging behavior is gonna stop. So what is shadow work? It's recognizing childhood conditioning, using meditation, hypnosis, counseling, research, healing, body work, energy work, Affirmations. There's so many things you can do, and no excuse not to do it because they don't require money, most of the things that you can do. But we make excuses not to do it. We don't want to look at the shadow self. When someone rubs us the wrong way, that is a mirror of us. There's something there that we're not seeing because we're choosing to see what they're doing wrong. And we don't want to hear this. A lot of people already hear that when something annoys you in someone, you have that quality in yourself. Oh no, people get very upset when you say this to them. I'm not like that, that's what they say, I'm not like that, that's not me, that's the total opposite of me. Perhaps, but it's exposing something in you that you haven't addressed. They're triggering something in you that maybe tells you that you're not enough in some way, or a story that you made up that when you do that, something's wrong with you, judgment, period. Your emotions are powerful healing tools. We just have to recognize them as that and not associate them with shame or guilt. Sometimes we just get angry or annoyed at people that seem to have it all. Like everything just comes to them so easily and naturally. This is where you go to your dark side. What are you hiding in your shadow? What do they have that I don't? This is what we're thinking. And that is a fear-based thought. You don't get anywhere because you're not leading with love. You're leading with fear. Your dark side contains all the parts of you that you hid to fit in, right? And when you own these parts, you can then start to heal yourself. Sometimes when people hear about manifestation, And, you know, the ability to manifest things and faith over fear and those type of comments going within, etc. They get agitated, but what really is triggered is the not enough button. They refuse to believe it's as easy as controlling your thoughts because that makes them feel inadequate or wrong. Maybe because they can't do it or they tried and they can't or they won't. And so the ego puts up the conditioned defense mechanism. So this is your shot. Use the downtime that you have right now. We're gifted this time, believe it or not. Use it to educate yourself. Practice loving yourself, caring for yourself. Stop trying to fill other people's cups when yours is empty. And I want you to take notice of the points that you heard just in this podcast that you resisted or annoyed you maybe. Not just take away what you related to and what you like. That can be your first shadow work experience. It was incredibly healing for me to talk to John about my shadow because I wanted to apologize to him and explain the reason behind my behavior, my anger, and my need to blame. I wanted to tell him that I became defensive and I pulled away emotionally when I didn't feel accepted in some way. That when he acted a certain way toward me, it triggered something in me that made me then put my wall up and act like a jerk to him instead of handling it right in the moment. So we did that. I, I apologized and we talked it through, and then I did it with my children and then eventually other relationships as well. It's the process of healing. If you have time, and I know you do, go to YouTube and look up The Shadow Effect. It's by Debbie Ford, and it's a documentary. If you're going to watch anything and you're serious about doing something constructive, please watch that. In my opinion, this work is imperative if you want to truly achieve self-love. Most people don't even know what self-love is, but really I think that it's actually accepting the light and the dark side and loving yourself anyway. This is how we go back to leading from the heart and reigniting that light in us. No more avoidance. Pay attention to you when you're annoyed by someone. Pay attention to you when you become defensive or you feel the need to be right. We all want to pay attention to the other person. Trust me on this. Go within and pay attention to why you feel that way. What could it be in you that you're not working on or that you hid from people because you wouldn't be accepted if you showed it? There I go again, go within. But I assure you that that's where all your answers are. I have a coaching program called The Lotus Project and it's an eight week course where we meet either by video or phone to get you moving in the direction that you wanna go. And even if you don't know that direction, this is a great course for movement in general. And I'm well aware of everyone's financial struggles right now. I'm offering the course for 50% off for the eight weeks. If you go to my website, mariagrandyllc.com, Lotus Project is right on the home page, and it's available until May 1st at 50% off. Once again, thank you for being here.